Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Feminists or thoughts, Renee? Horse. 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 <laughs> Why is it threatening to men yeah. when women start talking about what they desire when it comes to sex, whether they've climaxed, whether they've enjoyed it? I've seen so many arguments against OnlyFans, but y'all don't have the same energy for Pornhub. Hello and welcome to the To My Sisters podcast. I'm Renee. And I'm Courtney and we are your online big sisters and hosts of the To My Sisters podcast. Now we are all about promoting the wellness, growth and development of a community of sisters across the world. And in today's episode, we are going to be talking about sex politics. Yes, when it comes to women's sexual agency, the rise of OnlyFans and hot girl summer anthems like WAP, Are we witnessing a new era led by feminist revolutionaries or simply watching for thoughts further hurt the advancement of women? (laughs) I love the fact you even tripped up on the thoughts because (laughs) we've been talking about (laughs) this. It's going to be very interesting and I'm really interested to hear what you have to say. I'm excited. Yes. Wow. But first, of course, this Mm. is what? Ding, ding, ding dilemma let's get into it hey sisters so my question is how do you overcome feelings of lust or infatuation when you know you don't want to be with anyone if anything they are hormone induced but how do you work through them do you just go with the flow and internally resolve them or is there something you two do whilst I know attraction is normal I just want to know how to manage those feelings Oh, very real. Very real. Dealing with the horniness. The roast. <laughs> it be what it be. The hot, the heat. The heat. The roast coffee. Especially when it's around that time of the month. Well, listen, ovulation, there is not enough literature or like, you know, public People don't talk about it understanding around Jordan. ovulation. Listen, they that don't. mid-cycle heat. Yeah. It's, it's tragic, actually. Well. Realistically. Um. Well, first of all, sis, it's completely normal. Very. I think... You know, we're still having these conversations around like women and sexual agency. And I think this is such a great dilemma for this particular episode, actually, um, where we're talking about women actually being sexual beings, sexual characters within their own lives. And just to start off, it's completely normal. Attraction is quite normal. It's normal to find men attractive. Mm. Um, It's normal to, you know, find them sexually attractive to to be very, very precise because a lot of attraction um, that is normalized for women is often around, you know, materialism and all of that good stuff. It's okay to be sexually attracted to men. I think where it becomes tricky is how to actually act on, Mm. you know, these urges. Mm. So it very much depends on you. For me and um, Courtney, both of us are celibate. So... It's tight out here. Um, and before you correct us, uh, celibacy, abstinence, basically we ain't having sex till we get married. This is it. Um, so in terms of like actively dealing with, you know, these feelings or these urges, um, it's all about, I guess, rerouting your energy towards doing something a little bit more productive. Yeah. Like 
Is it a case of you're feeling these urges and then spending hours upon hours speaking to men online or mm. speaking to your male friends and, you know, engaging in very suggestive, you know, conversations, you know, at 2 a.m. in the morning when you should be asleep or um, are you actively, you know, trying to divert that energy towards mm. doing something else? Yeah. So I think the very like first thing that I would say towards trying to overcome them, if this is something you're interested in doing is try and find a way to do something else or at least divert that energy. Yeah. Um, for me, it would be things like reading, working out. Cause a lot of the energy that is brought to this, like forefront mm. when you're feeling kind of like you know horny mm. um all of that dopamine oxytocin all of that good stuff Get can be it. it can be channeled towards other things um 100%. particularly working out for me um yeah find something you actually enjoy doing and try and use the energy that is produced as a result of that horniness um towards doing something else i would say mm. and i would also say you know like really contend with it too mm. because i think that sometimes because women are seen as like non-agent or mm. we're not seen as folks that actually think that, you know, oh, I think this guy is sexy. <laughs> it can feel quite uncomfortable, but before you, I guess this is more of a precursor to, you know, the first bit of advice, which is to channel your energy elsewhere, actually contend with it, like sit with it, maybe journal, maybe, you know, talk about it with a friend as well, because oftentimes we can feel like we're alone in doing yeah, in these kind of things, especially when it comes to like sexual 100%. activities or feelings. Um, so actually speak to a friend and let them know how you feel as well. Mm. Like there will be times where I will either message or talk to Courtney and I'm like, sis, it's real out here. I ain't gonna lie to you. I'm finna do some stuff I ain't meant to I'm do. I'm trying to get my eggs cracked. So <laughs> having somebody else to talk to, um, to share those experiences yeah. with, particularly a sister, not a not a brother. Don't do that. <laughs> not a brother. So Don't some do of them, that. some of them will be <laughs> Don't take advantage <laughs> of your feelings. Okay. You see that oxytocin? Okay. Oh, wow. They'll take advantage yeah. of that. And all of a sudden you're at somebody's house at 3 a.m. <laughs> when you're not meant to be. When you're not meant to be. Um, and I love the fact, just um, to close out what I think, I love mm. the fact that you mentioned in your dilemma, if you're not interested in being in a relationship. Mm. So how do you manage these um, urges whilst you're actually, you know, single or waiting or all of that kind of good stuff. Um, and yeah, I think you've already partially answered it in the mm. term, in the sense of saying, you know, is it just internal work? Well, it's not just internal work, but it often starts there. Yeah. Um, yeah. Miss Courtney bouncing it over to your court. I think you've, you've touched on everything. I think, yeah, you've, you've done the first step of that. Oh, did you see what I did there? What? Miss Courtney, your court. She hates it. I do. <laughs> <laughs> but I think in terms of, um, you've already done the first step of acknowledging that this is completely natural. And I think for a lot of women and for a long time for women, it's been seen as 
abnormal to have these sexual desires mm. and to actively express that this is how I'm feeling. I was reading an article the other day about literally on this, like, mm. okay, how do you deal with sexual urges in a more productive way? And somebody was saying, um, oh, you know, the way men are wired, you know, they've got a natural outlet um, and they've got a little bit of grace because they get like wet dreams and, you know, they can basically ejaculate that way when they're feeling pent up. And I was thinking, so women don't need to ejaculate so women don't have wet dreams you are wrong <laughs> um and that's it, it made me frustrated because it was this kind of suggestion that to have sexual desires to have sexual urges is innately masculine and for women it's something we shouldn't actually have to deal with we shouldn't have an outlet and I saw this sorry this is going all around the houses but I have to say it I saw this clip <laughs> from this group of guys yeah. who were saying um they find it so strange and extremely masculine when a woman climaxes let me not even start and i was thinking let me not even start is everything okay at home when you do have sex with women what occurs what are you waiting are you y'all clearly ain't good at it I didn't want to be Just the one. I did. Your wife isn't satisfied. I, oh, <laughs> for real though. But no. But how can you say you find it weird? Like women shouldn't be doing that. Like yeah. they find it so weird when a woman climaxes. Do you know how problematic that is, fam. And I think for us as like women of faith, I don't know why you are like not trying to engage in a relationship. But I think for us personally, as women of faith. um, as young women, people don't expect you to talk freely about sex, sexual mm, urges, the mm. desire to orgasm. People find it so weird. Like I'm very liberal in my discussions about mm. sex, right? And people are just like, oh, because it's like, if you open up that door, you're going to end up in lust. You're going to end up in infatuation. You're going to end up basically opening up something that you can't close. And for me, it's all about just having control of your body. And I think the first step of that is understanding that this is something that doesn't have to overwhelm you. It's actually very natural. Yeah. And I think that that also then when I get that into my mind, I can tell myself, okay, Courtney, yes, you're horny, but you're horny because you were triggered. You're horny because it's that time of the month. Mm. And that's why I think it's so important to inspect your behavior and to really analyze what are your triggers. Because for me, like I'm currently watching Scandal mm. and I was getting through it, getting through it fine. Then I started to notice, oh, I have a desire to <laughs> engage in sexual activity. Oh, and I was starting nice. to deep, yes, because you've been watching several sex scenes very passionate, very, all of this, right? Mm. And and that's what's triggering you. So mm. paying attention to, okay, what has triggered this feeling in me um, alongside my hormones and it being, you know, that time of my cycle, my ovulation period. Um, I think it's also really interesting what you said about understanding the science of it, but also divulging this information and in full transparency to other women because men... <laughs> We'll take advantage of it. I know this is a very heteronormative way of framing this, mm. but people will generally take advantage of it if there is mutual attraction. Mm. But I say men because like naturally, when you're releasing these hormones, what's it, pheromones? I yeah, think they call it endorphins. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when you're releasing these pheromones and stuff, it makes you actually attractive. Mm. Alongside that, there's the sexual element of they might be horny too, or they might just end up thinking, oh, this is a great opportunity to have sex with someone. <laughs> and you're not trying to do that. You're not trying to engage in sexual activity. So I think that that's just wisdom. Like 
getting around people who you will, you will not be sexually attracted to and fall into that situation with. Now, dealing with being by yourself, if you're trying to release sexual urges, my I echo what Renee said, you have to find a way to channel those feelings, those ener- that energy, that time into something else because it's easy to just start doing stuff you don't want to do, not because it's bad, but in this case, it's bad. So... <laughs> <laughs> Because you don't want to do them. Do you get what I mean? So like dealing with, because I know a lot of sisters are like, I'm dealing with pornography. Mm. I'm dealing with masturbation and stuff like that. And because the sexual feelings are so real and there's, I think it's important. Do not attach shame to the fact that you feel horny because it's natural, right? The issue now is just finding wise ways to deal with it. So what I was saying was, I think there's a lot of women who like, I'm dealing with these things. And instead of learning to control their bodies and become ones with one with their body, they start to demonize sex Mm. and they start to demonize. They kind Mm. of start to feel like, that Jezebel, that mm. like, why am I like this? Shame. Other people are so pure. It's just riddled in shame. Mm. And don't allow that to be you. It's a natural part of you and you have to learn to overcome it. Um, for me, like Renee said, I journal, I pray. I'm as honest as possible to the people around me that, yo, this is what I'm going through. Um, I really want to get some in right now. Mm. I, need, I need you to hold me accountable. I need you to give me advice. Um, but also if I do slip up, I don't want any shame. Like, leave me alone. Yeah. This is what I'm going through. <laughs> Not leave me alone in the set, but I don't want you to be like, oh, but Courtney, you said you want to do it and did it. No, help me like get better. <laughs> but yeah, I, I think that all in all, what I'm saying is le- similar to Renee, mm. learn to divert your energy, learn to accept that this is a part of you, but it can be overcome because you're in control of your body. Your body doesn't control you. Mm. It's easy to feel like these feelings. Have you ever had a wave of horniness just come over you out of nowhere? It's a lot. And you just think. And all of a sudden, everybody sure? looks really attractive. Everything. Every. Your thoughts become occupied with everything. And with that, it's easy to feel like this is going to take over me, Mm. right? In this moment, this is going to, I can't escape this feeling. Actually, no, you're in control of your body. Your body is a slave to you. Yeah, You don't have to do anything. It's mind over matter here. Mm -hmm. And so really having, coming into that power and that empowerment of knowing I can stop myself from doing this if I want to. Horniness has never killed anybody. Let me tell you that. So if you're trying to withdraw from it, you've got a reason, you've got a motive. Um, You don't want to open a door to something you may not be able to control or that you know is highly addictive, et cetera. Mm. So yeah, it's mind over matter and channel your energy somewhere else and get accountability around you who can help you without shame. That's what I'd say. Wonderful. Great stuff. Wow. I'm passionate about this stuff. Girl. No, I completely, completely. And I hope that when you do get in that relationship, that you're 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 banging it out, babe. Yeah. And that's latter the latter days are what <laughs> keep me motivated. Thank you, Courtney. <laughs> <laughs> I know that change is gonna come. Oh, hallelujah! I was born by the river I- <laughs> <laughs> in a little tent. <laughs> <laughs> but I know change it'll be worth come. the wait a hundred percent it'll be worth the wait <laughs> yeah but sis we are sending you a whole bunch of love and we hope that this was advice that you can take on and uh that can help you in this time yeah but without further ado Ooh. we are going to jump uh, into feminist or thoughts Renee horse horse house 
in this house. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so when it comes, actually, since we started actually talking mm-hmm. about WAP, what are your thoughts on WAP? Meg the Stallion mm. and Cardi B. What are Cardi your thoughts? B. Um, obviously, WAP came out quite a while ago, and it yeah. felt like everyone was in a bit of a ruckus. Yeah, that is literally my favorite word. My favorite <laughs> word. Everyone was in a bit of a ruckus talking Disagree. about wow, wow, wet ass pussy. It's the fact how you even said it. I know. I was even saying all the acronym. You gonna say it? I'm sorry, but. That's what it stands That's for. That's what it stands for. So, <clears throat> what are your thoughts on WAP? Meg Thee Stallion, Cardi B. Cardi B. Okay, I'll talk about the artists first and okay. then talk about their arts. Because I think that a lot of folks do it the other be. way. Yeah, a lot of folks do it the other way around where they start talking about this is what you've produced, therefore mm, this is who you who are. You are. So, let's talk about Meg. Let's talk about Cardi B. Mm. Um, first and foremost, they're musicians. Yeah. That's what they do. That's, artists. That's their artists, right? Yep. And personally, like... I like him. Mm. I like Meg. Mm. She's cool. I don't know her. <laughs> but I think from what I've seen of her. From what I've seen, I like her. Um, I like her. I don't know her personally. Yeah. I don't know her family. Yeah. I, f- I follow her on Instagram. <laughs> I just want to know. I'm making a point of doing this here. Because yeah. a lot of folks that have a lot to say about Meg Thee Stallion and Cardi B, a lot of these musicians, particularly female musicians, mm. seem to have a level of familiarity with them. Mm. And it's like... How much familiarity do you get from listening to their music such that you can have such a heavy-handed judgment and opinion of their pieces of work? Right. So, yeah, I think they're cool. I think um, both of them have really interesting and inspiring stories, Mm. right? So you have Meg, who's been grinding for a very, Mm. very long time. Through college and all. A really long time. She's also college-educated. I think a lot of people forget that, too. She's college-educated. She's really intelligent. Um, she's about her business. She's about her money. And she's young. And she's young. She's like 25, isn't she? Um, and then you also have Cardi B who, again, big up, like big, big hustler. You know, she was a stripper for a time. In an abusive relationship. relationship. She was out here really, really like hustling to make ends meet. Yeah. And now she's a mother. She's a wife. Um, though her husband is questionable, but. I think we don't even have time to get into the ramifications of that. That's an entirely, you know. <clears throat> conversation <laughs> but yeah from all intents and purposes from what they put out on social media and some of the things that they've gone through that you know us as consumers have seen they're really like their stories are pretty inspirational mm. whether i agree mm. with some of the things that they do some of the things that they say like most musicians like most social media content creators like most people in life i take things with a pinch of salt um coming to something like wap and their music in general what do i think of wap I think it's a funny little tune, isn't it? You know, it's a, <laughs> it's a funny little tune. Mm. Um, I think that it, in terms of like music, mm. it's actually not something that I would play all the time. Yeah. You know, it's something that you would definitely hear in the clubs. You know, it's something that you would definitely, you know, be shaking yash to, yeah. shaking bum. Um, and yeah. That's pretty much mm. it. That's that's how I that's feel towards That's a good work. analysis, though. Like, it's two artists that made a song. Now, if we're talking about it from a cultural perspective, this song has made a wave, right? And you can see music in two ways. Mm-hmm. And you can see art in general in two ways. Is it a commentary on society? Or is it something that 
precedes a cultural shift. Mm. So there are people who are like, okay, WAP is Mm going to cause a lot of, you know, it's a hard girl summer, right? It's going to cause something Mm -hmm. or Mm -hmm. it's WAP a response or a reflection of the fact that society is moving there anyway. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So let's just make a song that reflects that. And Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people are rattled Mm -hmm. by the idea that there's these two women or there's this, this nature of female music, um, coming up yeah which is very and you, you kind of see it with the city girls yeah yeah, yeah. yeah like this this nature of artists and artistry coming out which is very women in the position of agents sexual mm-hmm, agents mm-hmm. of themselves their bodies um and stuff like that so why exactly is sexualized music content and you know, stuff specifically produced by women of today, so controversial. Like, why Why did WAP go viral? Yeah. Why did it get everyone, men and women, all over the world, rattled. kind of rattled up in mm-hmm. arms? Mm-hmm. Um, people on different sides of the political spectrum. Yeah. Why was WAP that song? This could be a dissertation title. 100%. Uh, this WAP, the cultural term. <laughs> the cultural term. <laughs> Ladies who are currently in school, I know you got this. You take it. One of you have to do Run this. Run with it, babe. I think WAP got so many people mm. rattled for a number of different reasons. Mm. But first and foremost, I genuinely think that people are afraid when women are agent sexual beings. Okay. And I think it will link very nicely with our conversation when we move on to things like OnlyFans, right? Mm. When we think of something like WAP, it's women as agents of their sexual pleasure. Right. It's women recognizing that I'm sexy. It's women recognizing that, you know, I got this. Right. It's women recognizing that my body is nice. Yeah. And I think that's such a threat because the validation doesn't come from external things. Right. right? And I think it's so interesting when we look at something like WAP, because if we look at other rappers, specifically Mm. men, in comparison to men, WAP is a child's song. <laughs> it's a child's song. Biggest man thing. Because if you were to look at, say, someone like P. Diddy, yeah. um, The Baby, yeah. um, Young Thug, any other male rapper that has mm. future, future, future. If we were the to... The mascot, like, future. <laughs> <though>. <laughs> Drake, if we yeah. were to actually look at the lyrics, as well as the videos that are being produced by right. male yeah. artists, they do not get the same backlash because that's what WAP received. Backlash, backlash. Yeah. Um, from men and women alike as something like WAP. Right. And genuinely, I think it's because, again, it's the power thing, right? right? And the fact that it's not a surprise that this is coming from two ladies who have for all intents and purposes, navigated their way to the top of their industry. Mm. Somebody like Cardi B, someone Mm. like Meg Thee Stallion, who are winning awards, Mm. who are redefining what it means to be, you know, a sexual being as a woman, recognizing your own beauty and your own hotness, recognizing your own hotness. (laughs) (laughs) It's a movement. We love it. And subjecting men to not even a full, but a tiny portion of what men have subjected women to in the past, Mm. I think is absolutely crazy. Mm. And some of the arguments that I've seen as to why, you know, WAP is problematic and all of that good stuff, I think is kind of funny. There was like a, 
what do you call it? An incident where WAP was playing and Cardi B was like singing along to it on Instagram mm. Live or something like that. And her daughter culture came out. Mm. And as soon as she came out, she turned off the music. Mm. And everyone, like some of the folks that, you know, had something to say about WAP were yeah. essentially saying like, oh, this is not child appropriate. You can see that, you know, this is something that will impact the kids of today. Da, 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 da. Mm. Even Cardi knows that this is a problematic song. Yes, correct. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> correct. <laughs> as a parent. This is this is as it. a parent. And so many people get onto people like Nicki Minaj, mm-hmm. Meg The Stallion, Cardi B, even like the new Ariana Grande, like people like that. And they're like, oh, you're influencing kids. They're parenting their children. You're letting the internet raise your children. This is it. This is the problem this people have with it. Like oftentimes, I get exactly why she would turn off the radio when culture, culture, yeah, culture came into the room. You should be doing that for your kids too, but instead, you're letting literally the internet raise your children, and you're policing the internet when actually you should be taking care of your home, absolutely, and setting it in order, absolutely, because the world is full of crazies. It's full of so many things that you probably don't agree with. It's full of so many opinions and kids are exposed to that on a daily basis. It's not just on the internet. It's not just music. It's when they go to school. It's when they listen to their teachers and you have to control that and pattern that. And I think when people project that whole, oh, we should keep out there, we should police out there. The only place you really have authority is in your own home. Mm-hmm. When you're raising people, you can instill in them a mindset. You can instill in them political opinion. You can instill in them whatever morals and values you want so that when they go out there, they're equipped to filter through everything that they see mm-hmm. and decide whether they agree with it or not. That's exactly what Cardi is doing for her child. Just because you've let your child become a consumer of any and everything, it's not her fault. As She's well getting as, paid. Oh, as well as the fact that you can't protect your children or folks that you know from everything around you. That's yeah. not the way the world works. Yeah. You can only teach them to adapt and to respond. This is it. You cannot, you know, filter. Listen, the world is a big place. As Massive. obvious as it is to say that, you know. People like, forget. People forget. And right now, sex and sexual content sells. So if you're more conservative or if you're somebody that's like trying to protect your kids um, or protect the folks around you, Mm. then you need to focus on instilling a framework internally such that when they do come across this content, they know or they can choose not to consume it. I think people have forgotten that when it comes to content, you can choose to consume. You can choose. And it's all curators. There's so many conversations that don't need to happen but they have happened because people don't understand the power of choice and agency. And rather than exercising your own agency, you're out here dictating what agency looks like for other people. That's not the way that it works. So even when it comes to, you know, what is your opinion on X, Y, Z or blah, blah, blah. I think that the problem with the internet and social media and just folks in general right now is they feel as though their opinion or what they have to say or their beliefs need to be dictated to the entire, like the entire world. This is it. And it's just not possible. Yeah. Now thinking more about the dynamic between, like, I, I want to like touch a little bit on the dynamic between like grown folk and mm. their reaction to WAP because that's mm-hmm. also been really, really interesting. And I love the fact that you said both men and women mm. because we spoke about it in one of our um, last episodes about internalized misogyny, right? Yeah, yeah. And I think for the women, 
as well as the men, but the women who are kind of looking at WAP and saying, this isn't feminine. Mm. This is, you know, problematic. This is undesirable. This is everything that is wrong with, you know, womanhood right now. Yeah respectfully mind your business <laughs> no but it's like respectfully mind your business mm. like why have you felt the need to comment on this in such mm. a degrading way do you think that's what it is though i personally think you're allowed to say your opinion i think you're allowed to say your opinion but man it's the insidiousness with which it's being stated mm. i think you can respect someone and disagree with them mm, there's a course. lot of disrespect when it comes to you know like folks that are producing sexualized content yeah i think you can respectfully disagree with people yeah and i think that because of the internet a lot of us have lost the that art, art of doing that 100 percent. i completely agree i think to to agree, the issue here isn't whether you agree with wap if you disagree with wap if you think it's you know, straight from hell. The issue, <laughs> the issue is actually just like you have the agency to be able to give that opinion. So do other people with completely opposite political opinions to you. Yeah, and I think that that's where people um, go wrong. And I think this leads to a bigger conversation about feminism, agency, um, and kind of like the sexual revolution. Mm -hmm. Because I think in a, a, a rise of sex being more liberal. It's being more acceptable in, in men and women discussing it. Mm -hmm. Women less so. Yeah. But, you know, we're making strides. Yeah. People often see it as there is agency in being sexually liberated. Yeah. And therefore, liberation is about being out there. Yeah. Being, yeah. being vulgar, yeah, yeah, being yeah, yeah. this, being that. But actually, the, what this kind of revolution is doing is allowing you to be agents of your own body. Yeah, yeah. And in being agents of your body, you have a right to choose and you have a right to choose whether you are sexually liberated or whether you're going to be sexually conservative and decide to control your body in that way. But it's all about choice. And that's where a lot of people, I guess, who come with like the moral aspect of it, you've got to understand that there is agency in having those morals, mm. right? Mm. You have the agency to say, I don't engage. Like, for example, I don't have WAP on my playlist, yeah. right? I wouldn't refer to myself as a hoe. Do you get what I mean? I wouldn't refer to somebody else as a hoe. Mm. But they, and they, that is in my sexual agency. I've decided to do that over myself. But they have the same amount of agency to decide to call themselves that, to write those lyrics, yeah. to profess those opinions. I'm not going to do anything about that. If I were to do that, I would also be basically shooting myself in the foot. And it doesn't mean you can't speak out against things that you disagree with, mm. but it's to say your opinion isn't law. Mm. Especially on the internet, people go about stating their opinion mm -hmm. as if it mm -hmm. were law. And I love that you pointed out that you can be, res you can respectfully disagree. And this whole idea of your value decreasing as a result of whatever you choose mm. to profess, right? Mm. I just, I'm sick of it, mm. especially because sex for women, as we've talked about, like, you know, as we, we've hinted on in this episode and yeah. in former episodes, sex for women is just something that has been so controversial yeah. for years, yeah. decades, generations. Since the beginning of time. Since the be beginning. <laughs> yeah. Since the beginning. <laughs> and I think what's interesting in revolutions in general and, yeah. you know, conservatism, a lot of usually the response is um, the hyperinflation of the opposite, right? Mm. So in response to like hyperconservatism, mm. you often have 
hyper-liberalization. Yeah. So is it a surprise that we're seeing women or just folks in general come out and say, do you know what? I'm going to do the extreme opposite yeah, because I've been all. controlled for this amount of time. Not at all. And I think we definitely need to reach a middle ground where we can discuss both of these sides of the spectrum yeah. respectfully um, mm. and talk about where we lie. Yeah. Like I want to see, like even just the idea of like, are they feminists or thoughts, mm. right? Did they say that? Yeah. Did you ask yeah. them? Because I think yeah. we, 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 some, okay. Obviously, you know, music is produced and music is something that's intended nowadays to really generate views and opinions and all of that good stuff. But so, putting myself in the mind of like Meg The Stallion or Cardi B and all, like both of them, I don't know if when they were writing, you know, WAP or whenever they were, you know, creating their content or whatnot, they were thinking this is going to be a feminist anthem. Either. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? So I think there's even problem in both sides of the spectrum mm. in that we are often taking art, we're often taking music mm. and we're using it or twisting it for our own arguments or in mm. our own like cultural understandings mm. or all of that kind of stuff. Because yeah, I mean, I'm sure they're feminists in the traditional sense of the word, mm, as in believing equality. in, you know, equality. And that's very much reflected in a lot of their lyrics, actually, yeah, insofar as where sexual agency yeah. is, is concerned. But did they ask to be at the forefront of the feminist movement? I doubt it. Yeah. Did they ask to be at the forefront of what we term, you know, very, very degrading words for women, like mm. thoughts and whores and all of that kind of stuff. And I mean, we can we can talk about this whole idea of, you know, reclamation. Yeah. Can we reclaim these words that have been used to degrade women? I doubt it. I personally disagree. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I doubt it. Um, but I think we also do need to navigate that fine line of like just using these people's arts or mm. using these people's like expression of themselves and their frustrations as the anthem yeah. in our own agendas. It's, it's scapegoating. Exactly. That, that, like that's all that it is. And I think that this is, like you said, there are there will be there will be people who choose to you take this and make it into maybe more than what it is. Mm. But then there's also the reality that music does reflect or shape culture. This is it. Right? And people will be looking at this as a reflection of okay, you've got because music travel so far right we're still singing songs that are like centuries old mm -hmm, right mm -hmm. music travels far and like we were saying the joke about the dissertation stuff it yeah. does end up in political canon and it does end up being um evidence or whatever things people want to a site that people want to analyze mm -hmm, right mm -hmm. and so i think yes we get the gravity of that and we're not saying that you know it's just a song move on but i think it's the sense that it's just a song, move on. Like you can actually choose to disengage, number one. And also you don't have to see, and I think this is another bigger problem that people have with um, female rappers and mm. female celebrities or people in the limelight who are making personal choices. Yeah. One, Meg The Stallion, her job is to be a rapper. The same for Cardi B, the same for Nicki, that is their, their job is to make music. And if they want to be good at their jobs, the, the way that the whole music scene and society is set up, they have to be controversial. Mm -hmm. Very few people are being, are being acclaimed for just talent. You can argue they're not even the most talented musicians. Mm -hmm. However, the controversy, what they are not representing, but what they present themselves as 
gets them on screens. It gets them on TV. It sells their albums. And that's one thing you really have to have in mind that this is business Mm. and you can choose to disengage with that, but they will continue because it puts money in their pocket, right? Mm. This Mm. is their job. The same way um, NARS sells a highlighter called Orgasm. Their whole brand is around provocation. All of that, you can't really, you can say, oh, that's just such a bad reflection on society. Until society disengages, it's not going to change because there's a market for it, number mm-hmm, one. Mm-hmm. I love what you mentioned earlier also about, because um, people will argue this hypersexualization will obviously lead to objectification, right? Is it really, is it not a double-edged sword? Yeah. Are you kind of causing this issue of women becoming objectified again? You've got a music video or you're doing a live stage performance and you're twerking, you're doing all these sexually uh, suggestive acts in the sense. Mm-hmm. Are you undoing the revolution of, for example, like Me Too? Mm-hmm. Men have done it for long. Yeah. And yeah. men have created yeah. lyrics that yeah. objectify and Boy. women all the time. Mm-hmm. So then there's that question that you posed earlier. Can women reclaim that? Yeah. Is it a problem because it's coming from a man? hmm Yeah, I'm just going to leave that for you today. Yeah, so with the first one, is, you know, the presence of women twerking or doing sexual acts or, you know, professing that they like sex, undoing all of the conversations and important progress that we have made in the Me Too movement Mm -hmm. or, you know, talking about the rampant sexual assault that women experience. Absolutely bloody not. It grinds my gears so... (laughs) No, Courtney, it grinds my gears Mm. so much because... The fact that women now feel comfortable enough to express their sexual agency, mm-hmm. whatever it looks like, without it being perceived as an invitation, mm. is entirely separate to this mm. conversation about sexual assault. Yeah. Just because I twerk, just because I wear this, just because I've done X, Y, Z, does not mean that I want to have sex with Facts. you. And it doesn't mean that my body is a site to be conquered. It doesn't mean that, you know, I was inviting you to have sex with me. Yeah. It doesn't mean that you should grope me yeah. unless I ask you to. Facts. And I think... Because we have read those symbols, particularly when it's performed by a woman, right? Because we have read those symbols as invitation, I don't think it's an undoing. If anything, it's showing that women can now feel comfortable enough to do those things without feeling like, I'm going to be stopped on the road or I'm going to be assaulted. Or The fact that the conversations are even coexisting sometimes, I'm just like, Mm. I don't see Mm. why... Because I twerk or because I decide that, you know, to profess that I like sex, Mm. this is undoing progress as Mm. to women having conversations about dealing with a sexual assault. Yeah. I just don't, where's the, hello, (laughs) hello, the correlation is missing for me. Um, And then talking about men. And it's really interesting because I even wanted to return to the point that you were making actually around um, in the dilemma where you were talking about how there's, you know, the the thing that you're watching where the guys were kind of put off by the fact that, you know, women climax or, you know, they they see it as masculine, right? 
Why is it threatening to men when women start talking about what they desire when it comes to sex, whether they've climaxed, whether they've enjoyed it? Um, And it becomes a threat because men are starting to wake up and realize that, oh, hold on, this thing that I thought was just for my pleasure, there's another being that I'm having sex with that I need to be thinking of, right? It's not just a, I'm going to have sex with her, I'm going to conquer her body, I'm going to nut, I'm going to dip, excuse my crassness. Mm -hmm. But now you have to be thinking, oh, wait, there's somebody that I have to please mm. as well. Mm. And I think a lot of folks are not ready for that conversation yep. that sex is not just about you. This sex is, is not just about your capacity to climax and ejaculate. Sex is not just about you conquering, you know, the whole idea of, you know, having a lock and a key. Women are the the, the lock and men are the key. Just open the lock yeah. and be going on your way. Yeah. Now you have to think about the fact that women are sexual beings. We yeah. have preferences and the things that you have been doing, a lot of women that you've had sex with might not actually like. Like, because let's also talk about that, right? Facts. Men will talk in so many like, you know, um, rap videos and, mm. and so many pieces of artwork that mm. a lot of men that sexualize women talk about, you know, her performance, her body and all of that kind of stuff. Women have been so used to being objectified for so long that we don't even question these things as yeah. much anymore. But the second a woman says, hang on a second, Facts. let me talk about the things that I like. Let me talk about the fact that, you know, in order to please me, you this have to do these to things. Do. All of a sudden, it's a threat yeah. because it's a power dynamic, right? Yeah. This whole idea of pleasing someone sexually yeah. is a power dynamic. And all of a sudden, we have this whole threat of like, oh, dang, there it, I was thinking it was just about me. And now you have to contend with the fact that maybe you're not as good at sex as you thought you were. Facts. Simple as. So what now? Simple as. You said it all. And instead of, you know, if I was a man, because women off... Do you know how many women will be... Sorry, I'm really like... No, pop off, about this. Pop off. Do you know how many women will be out here doing the most to please their man sexually? Do you know how many YouTube videos there are? Forget, you know, feminine fancy, but how many videos on sex for women, how to please a man there yep. are that folks are out here reading, listening to? How do I make my man do this? How do I... Sorry again for the crassness yeah, mm. but how do I, you know, perform better in bed? How mm. do I do all of these tricks and mm. all of this nonsense to make him happy? Reverse it now. And Crickets. all of a sudden... Crickets. Crickets. Yeah. Even the fact that men are shocked that mm. women can climax. Mm-hmm. Shocked that women orgasm. Shocked that women can't. Mm. Hello? Of course. All you needed to do was take a basic class on sex anatomy to know these things. But yet you're here yeah. doing all this rubbish, yeah. talking about, oh, she's a thought, she's a thought. No, she just knows what she likes yeah. when she has sex. Yeah, simple. But yeah, I've, I've no, really, I've ranted. You've said, no, you've actually said everything <laughs> that was ranted. going through my mind. Like, it's that simple. Women can like sex too. And if you've made the choice to not engage in sexual activity, that was a choice. Mm-hmm. And we live in a society that, Often the the default is that women are not allowed to engage in sexual activity Mm -hmm. rather than it becoming a choice through the systems of religion, of tradition, culture, a lot of culture preface. Look at things like FGM. Women cannot engage in sexual activity. Why? Because you need to preserve yourself for men. You are a site to be conquered, like you mentioned, by men. We don't want to be that anymore. We realize that I exist separate from that. Mm -hmm. I can exist exclusive from that. 
I am not, I do not exist purely for the pleasure of a man, number one. Number two, I want to be pleasured too. And who is out there telling men, like you rightfully mentioned, Mm -hmm. you need to get better. Mm -hmm. Because literally the fact that was when I first saw that clip, my first thought was, you guys need to go to a sex class or something. Like you need to start again, hit the reset button, please. And also go and apologize to the women you've been having sex with. Because it's, it's so selfish and a lot of times within patriarchy it revolves around selfishness it revolves around the centralization of men and their satisfaction and everyone else becomes an accessory to that Mm. we don't want to be accessories to that anymore we're we're realizing and like meg and other people have put themselves on the center stage this can also be my show and you should also satisfy me in us satisfying each other there's this thing i always have revolving in my head and i tell people (laughs) do not become someone's sex toy a lot of us are just breathing sex toys in the bedroom men are using us because they need someone else Mm -hmm. not because they want us not because they care for us Mm -hmm. and this is what we're doing now we're engaging with men who want to satisfy us okay i mutually i want to satisfy you in fact i enjoy satisfying you but i enjoy being satisfied (laughs) and i need you to make that a priority Mm -hmm. on your list because this is not your show anymore Mm -hmm. this isn't about running you to the end anymore Mm -hmm. this isn't about pleasing you anymore and i'm not just talking Mm -hmm. about sex and sexual Mm -hmm. activity i'm talking about society in general this is not just about men running the show anymore Mm -hmm. this is about literal equality this is about if you want to behave badly i can behave badly too and if i choose not to behave badly It's because I chose it, not Mm. because you forced me Mm -hmm. and not because there's ramifications in place for if I do. And unfortunately, we're living in a world that women with sexual agency, like we were having that conversation about Me Too, Mm -hmm. oftentimes society tries to put them back in their place Mm -hmm. by showing them that men still have the power in the most dangerous and violent ways. And this isn't about using women, um, using sex as a violent weapon against women. This is about women showing that sex is about pleasure. Sex is about intimacy. Sex is about um, engaging with people and forming relationship. Or for some people, it has none of those meanings. Sex is about ejaculating and Mm -hmm. that's all they want, right? But what they're saying is sex is not a weapon to be used against me. Just because I enjoy sex does not mean I will have sex with you. And I don't want to have sex with you. And I think that's, I love what you were just saying about the weaponization of sex, particularly women with sexual agency, because that's the way that women are read. If you say you like sex, or even if you are the kind of person that has sex with multiple partners, or just is generally somebody that is quite sexual, mm. all of a sudden she's free, she's mm. loose, she's this, she's that. No one would have the same thoughts around men. No one and, would. And men are, and- it goes back to that article I was reading, right? About like, oh, but men, they have this natural desire for sex and they just need to get it out or they get blue balls and they die. <laughs> this is not true. <laughs> the, t- the, tale, the tales of society and the myths Bruh. that they fed us is that sex and, and I get it. Oh, but there's testosterone. I get you, bro. But we are at this place now where you have to understand a lot of the reasons why people didn't believe mm. that women were sexual beings was because women had to suppress that part of them. It was an active suppression. Mm. It wasn't the absence of those feelings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's the misunderstanding that history has kind of seen yeah. of women have to act 
actively suppress their sexual appetite. Why? Because of those things. You'll be called loose. In fact, you'll be seen as mad. Shut <laughs> your mouth. You'll become an actual deviant. Bruh. Do I lie? Bruh. Do I, to the point where in some cultures, if you see historic, you'll see historically, women have come, they're not virgins anymore. Mm. Your worth has completely gone out uh, of the into the bin. They would right? call you a witch. Or, in fact, they would banish you, abandon you, mm-hmm, get rid of mm-hmm, you, mm-hmm, ostracize mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. because you have taken that step of being a sexual being. Bruh. Something that men are constantly forgiven for. Not just forgiven for, but it's routinely understood as a part of their anatom- anatomy. But women have sexual desires too. How, why do you think we get pregnant? And we I was even about to say the onus of sexual consequences and responsibilities always lies so firmly it's, on the, the shoulders of women. It's so biological. Even things like birth control, the fact that we are oh, the first in terms of controlling sex, rather than th- talking about things like, you know, relationships yeah. and also talking about the possibility of even having a male birth control, yeah. we went straight to women. We was like, oh, they're the ones that get pregnant, so we need to stop that. So that and men can have their way. So in a couple of episodes, we're going to talk about <laughs> Kevin Samuels. It's the point that I'm going to bring up here. Oftentimes, because women deal with the physical manifestation that they are pregnant, right? Men are seen as not pregnant. Yeah. A man can impregnate a thousand women, Yo. but he's still a single man. But those are pregnant women. Those are mothers. And there's so many mothers out there and not any fathers because they do not walk around with the lingering shadow of the fact that they have children. Mm. And this is a problem, a massive problem. You see that women, like you said, the onus is put on them because it's something that they should avoid as if people get pregnant by themselves. Can you imagine? And then people say, no, but you just want to be wise and you want to give yourself the best options. What I'm going to need this government to do <laughs> is actually make men responsible <laughs> for every single seat they have walking around this Hello, earth. somebody. Because it's terrible when a woman abandons her child. Yep. But for a man, ah, sowing his wild oats, ah, we can forgive him. Mistake. Uh, it's a mistake. It's not a mistake. And even, oh gosh, we're going to touch on it. Your in recklessness that episode. is not an But accident. even this whole idea, oh, you should have got him to marry you before you had his kid. You should have trapped him. I'm sorry, I'm not in the uh, business of catching rats. <laughs> I'm not going to trap anybody. No one. She said not catching rats. I don't catch rats or mice or Ooh. rodents of the land. Any kind okay? of rodents. But... That's all I have to say. (laughs) I'm going to get so upset. Yo, this whole episode has got me upset because there's just so much to talk about. And I know people will be like, oh, but you're too Christian, women. You're too Christian, Jesus-fearing. Jesus! Jesus-loving, God-fearing, Bible-believing Christians. You are correct. One of my favorite, favorite, like, sayings is, I'm born again, but I wasn't born yesterday. yesterday. I wasn't. wasn't born. And oh, I don't come from the north. Listen, we come from the north geographic wise, but when it comes to the kingdom, we're from the south side. Okay, we're from the south side of that kingdom. Do you understand? I was screaming, and I think that um, leads onto this idea again of role models and personal agency, yeah, right? To yeah. make your own choices, right? Yeah. And then we'll talk about OnlyFans when it comes to. Um, 
choosing because of your faith, right? Yeah, yeah. A lot of people have framed faith, in my opinion, as um, oppressive, right? Yeah. And so when you are somebody who you're sexually, um, maybe you're con- celibate, abstinent, whatever, or you've taken a vow of chastity, people, <laughs> right? feel like that is so oppressive. Mm. And I think that this is the flip side of the coin when we're talking about the sexual revolution, right? That like we've been stating, to choose to or to refrain, right? To be actively sexual or to refrain from sexual activity, both revolve around the same thing and they're underpinned by the same thing, which is agency. I have Mm. a freedom to choose. And oftentimes women, and I know, for example... um, for a long time the narrative around our sisters in islam our muslim sisters yeah. right is you are in a religion that is so oppressive Bruh. it dictates to you what you can wear where you can go do you want to be freed do you want a hero and i think that that is one of the things that a lot of women go through as a result of this sexual revolution mm. when, when you say i don't engage in stuff like this people think you are someone who needs to be freed and emancipated. Mm-hmm. No, I've chosen to be here, actually. Mm-hmm. I've, I've chosen out of my active choice. Yep. And this is the problem. A lot of people are trying to police women by forcing these things on them, thinking that it's either liberation for them or it's keeping them protected from something. Yeah. How about you let somebody choose what they do and do not do? And how about you let people choose what they live by and what they won't live by mm-hmm. and also give people the freedom to change their opinions for us we are christian women by choice for us we are celibate by choice for us we are observing biblical principles by choice and that's why we can come onto a platform like this and let women know you have a choice mm-hmm. you can choose we've made our choice but we're not going to choose for you yeah. and we're not going to shame you if you choose something else that's it. there's a lot of people who come into that my into my dms talking about oh but you're a christian woman how can you because not everyone thinks like me mm-hmm. i was saved by mm-hmm. jesus right mm-hmm. and i know he's trying to save other people but whether they respond or not, even Jesus said, I can't force you. Uh, <laughs> I can't force uh, you. You make the choice. Uh, so who am I? Who am, who am I? I? And it really is the hubris, the arrogance. This whole, it's, again, it's about power. Because mm. even in that example, I love the fact that you're saying, especially with, with the um, Islamic example, mm. right? That is a classic example of the West. Oh, but we don't have time for that. Whoa. But the West, yeah, the West. Your nose is in things that it shouldn't be. Keep quiet. Keep quiet. Mind your business. All right, your nose is in somewhere what? it shouldn't be. Matt Hancock was in cupboards. Ah, <laughs> 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 uh, but it's Aisha in Pakistan this that you're it. concerned about. This is it. Boris has about seventy-five children, and this is without knowing the context at all, right? This is without actually genuinely understanding mm-hmm. that culture, that religion. And this, mm-hmm. I love what you're saying about faith being oppressive because mm. that's what most people think, that yeah. faith is oppressive. Yeah. And this is not to say that instances where faith has been used as an oppressive 100%. tool don't exist. 100%. Because we can, listen, we can sit and have conversations about the way that Christianity has been used and abused by various communities, various folks as an oppressive tool when yeah. it comes to sexual agency. Yeah. We're intelligent enough to have that conversation. And we so. can converse in different instances where different faiths have been used as leverage, yeah. as has been used as active oppressive tools. Yeah. However, 
There's also instances that can coexist with that, such that women who choose to adhere to these things do so. And are free to. And are free to. I think we even need to just have conversations about what freedom looks like. What does Mm. sexual freedom look like? Because oftentimes it's in that semantics, yeah, where people pose very specific instances of what freedom looks like to them. Mm. But you need to understand that where the problem lies in a lot of our frames of thinking is that we are very, very narrow in how we define things. Right. We find it very difficult to have visions and ideas of the same thing looking different to different people. Mm. Why? Mm. Like, actually, why? Mm. Okay? Mm. Why? it's simpler to, to just look for one thing. <sighs> Especially when you have such strong opinions. This is it. Right? This is it. it's like, I, I wouldn't live like that. Because I have sympathy for it. Like, I wouldn't live like that. I know, what, I know why I wouldn't live like that. And yeah. I don't... So I, un, I don't understand why you choose to live yeah. like that. Yeah. Do you get what yeah. I mean? But they also have reasons why they have chosen to This is it. Like this is it. With as much conviction and as much belief. This is it. And you can't diagnose it by virtue of just coming into contact with it. You need to, listen, research, you need to engage, you need to talk to folks. Yes. You can't just assume anything. This is it. Like, I think that because we've become so connected, mm. we've become disconnected yeah. in the sense that we don't take the time or trouble to get to know these people. We get to know things that we know about them. Yeah, that's right. And then all of a sudden we feel empowered enough to make all of these sweeping suggestions, opinions, and all of that good stuff without actually knowing who it is behind the the work. We don't try to get to know people anymore. We really don't. Is that what we're saying in the... Yeah, in that same episode about internalized misogyny and respectability politics, mm-hmm. it's easy to see someone and think you know everything about them in mm-hmm. an op- in an attempt to suss them out, mm-hmm, right, mm-hmm. and and get to know. But don't project what you know about someone and mistake knowing about mm-hmm. as knowing them. Yes, knowing yes and knowing about are very very different. Loads of people know about us; they don't know us, bruh. You can't tell me everything about me. I can't, I can't even tell you everything about Renee. Right. Even I know her, right? There's so many opportunities to know because we're living in the information age. You may, th- you may have picked up a Quran or picked up a Bible and think you know everything about it. But it doesn't mean you know it. There are people mm. living it, right? They are mm. in knowing. They are in intimacy. And you can't have certain conversations with people about certain things because you don't even know them. You know about them and you've presumed about them because of, you know, physical signals. Maybe they wear a head covering or mm. maybe they've got a cross around their neck or maybe they are in the shortest skirt known to man. Yeah. And you assume you understand them, their politics, their morals and all. You don't know anything. Mm. Mm-hmm. Get to know people in intimacy and in community and true yeah. friendship before you pass a judgment this about who they are. That's why I love when uh, we first started talking about this topic. You said, I don't know Meg. I don't know Cardi. And it's easy to see that art as a reflection of them. So many of us even work for organizations. We don't even agree with half of the stuff oh, that they do. Boy. Yet we will still take our paycheck. And people will sit around and call that hypocrisy. No, it's capitalism. It's the reality of this society. Oh. You exploit things. Oh, I don't agree with it. I personally would try to avoid it. I'm not going to pass judgment on someone who does it. 
Sorry. Especially when you yourself sometimes fall short of your own ideals. We constantly, in fact, we need to put that on a t-shirt. Bruh. You are not perfect. This bar you've set, you know, sometimes you'd be missing it. You're far below. Far below. You're out here policing women on, you know, sexual deviancy and their behavior, but you still go home and you still have sex with your boyfriend. And you're still watching the pornography. You're still... It's just yours is hidden. You think that we don't know? <laughs> you still touch yourself in the night. Fat. <laughs> Did I lie? Thank you. We'll wait for the sisters Let to confirm that. that. <laughs> you know, if Courtney be lying. I'm screwed. No, but I, I mean it in the sense that it's easy to hide. Yeah, it is. They've decided to make public what it is they believe in. And what yeah. They, but yeah. so many of us are living lies. 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 Yeah. <laughs> lies. Stop lying. <laughs> Tell the truth, shame the devil. <laughs> Be yourself. And just admit where you are. Like maybe you're even doing stuff that you you are ashamed of. Yeah, yeah. Talk about that. Mm-hmm. Be a real human being yep. and say, I'm trying to get better. I'm trying to get closer to this post that I've set myself. And I need people's help in doing that, right? Because they acknowledge their true selves. Mm-hmm. Whether people want to acknowledge it or not, whether people want to agree with it or not, they've decided I'm going to leave, live fully in what I believe. But a lot of us are trying to, we are trying to, you know, live up to what it is that we believe. But every time mm. we fall short, we don't want to admit it. Yeah. Right. It's, it's sad. Yeah. And it's leading to a lot of hypocrisy. Yeah. Right. And it's even on the flip side, people who are like, yeah, I'm so sexually positive. And it's like, That's you're, even you're, they do, sound you're doing this for social <laughs> acceptance. You don't yes. even believe in it. Yes. But I'm participating. It's a hot girl summer. I've, Please don't touch me. <laughs> I don't want to be out Respectfully. here. Respectfully. I don't, I don't feel comfortable in these clothes. Bruh. You don't have to participate because other people are saying this is what's socially acceptable. You actually don't have to give in to peer pressure. How about that? We rest our kids. <laughs> rest it. Your Honor, please bang the gavel. <laughs> I think we're over here. <laughs> Everyone is guilty. So- <laughs> But, okay, lastly, lastly, this episode is hella long, but it's a mm. juicy topic. Yeah, man. Sex work. Ew. And the democratization of sex work. Yes. Particularly OnlyFans. Only you know something is big when Beyonce puts it in a lyric. Oof. On that demon time, yeah. I might... Oh, Mega's even in that song. Yeah. I might start an OnlyFans. What are your thoughts on OnlyFans? hmm And sex work. Well... This new era of sex work. This new era of sex work. Okay, so first of all, context. Mm. Sex work has existed since the beginning of time. They call it the oldest job. The oldest trade, prostitution and sex work. It has existed since forever. Okay? So this is not a new thing that we're dealing with. I'm happy that you said this new phase of sex work. Because that's where... I'm glad you picked up on that. Oh, girl, don't worry. I'll be (laughs) seen. Oh my God. <laughs> Somebody say the particularities. <laughs> um, this new phase of sex work. Mm. What are my thoughts towards sex work in general I'll deal with? And then what are my thoughts towards this new phase of sex work yeah. and why people are actually rattled with it? Right. So in general, 
I don't necessarily agree with sex work. Right. It's not something that I would find myself right. doing. Does that mean that anyone that engages with sex work diminishes in value? Mm. No. Does that mean that they're, you know, dehumanized as a result of mm. taking part in sex work? Mm. No. It just means that, yeah, it's not something that I do for myself. Right. It's not something that, you know, but if you do it, I'm not going to come to you and be like, you know, you're this, you're yeah. that. I'm not going to hold a sign to yeah. you and say, you know, stop. <laughs> Stop! <laughs> for the right. love of God, stop! Because, you know, there's folks that are out there. Right. I mean, yeah. So for me and my household, I don't agree with sex work. Right. I wouldn't do it. Um, it's not something that I would promote to, like, my friends right. and all of that stuff. So, yeah, I don't agree with, like, prostitution, sex mm. work, and all of that good stuff. Sex work right now, particularly in OnlyFans, mm. I think what rattles people a lot about OnlyFans is... Really, the rise of women taking agency very, very actively, mm. or at least it and seems profiting. like it is, and profiting from sex work. Mm. And it's like, these are, I've seen so many arguments against OnlyFans, but y'all don't have the same energy for Pornhub. Y'all don't have the same energy for other big corporatized sex work platforms, but OnlyFans, OnlyFans is what you, and the thing is, I actually looked at OnlyFans the other day mm. um, because I knew that we would at some point touch on this. Mm. And I was looking at the amount of like men, not even men, just folks in general that subscribe to like OnlyFans yeah. and all of that kind of stuff. In comparison to how much people will demonize OnlyFans, they've got a hell of a following and there's a lot of people making a lot of money no. from it. So it, for me, the math wasn't mathing because it's just like, if you're actively complaining about OnlyFans, particularly right, yeah. men, and there's a lot of men that will, you know, comment on like a lot of videos that I've seen saying mm. OnlyFans is so destructive, da 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 There's a lot of people that are still subscribed, like millions of people are subscribed to OnlyFans, spending millions, spending good money. Good money. And I think it is really rattling society to see that the money is going directly to the creators. Yeah. Because when we talk about, like, my problem with things like Pornhub and other, like, really big corporatized sex work platforms is the duty of care to those workers terrible. is awful. Oh. Like, I was watching some documentaries on, you know, women that, particularly women that have experienced really, really, like, horrific incidents of trafficking or yeah. sexual assault. And a lot yeah. of people don't dig into that when yes. they're watching Poor. pornography. And they think because it's free, that's the issue. Oof. They think because it's free, they are not endorsing or it. helping or fueling this that, is it. This right? Is it. But people see OnlyFans and they see that you have to enter your card this details and you have to pay. This is it. It makes them feel a bit less, it makes them feel like, oh, I'm more hands-off. Yeah, you know, I'm yeah, not the one. Yeah. Pay you know that whole leave your money on the nightstand? People don't have that guilt, yeah. right? Yeah. But you are fueling it. Every time you go on these websites, you are helping to fuel <laughs> these trades. You are. These, and that's, oh, yeah. You're we, not holier than thou. to talk about, like, porn. And, you're not. Yeah. All you're of not that holier than thou just because you watch Pornhub over OnlyFans. You're not. You're not. Deal with it. And... There's so much content out there around the degradation of women that are rising up on OnlyFans. Like, she doesn't know how to invest her money. She doesn't know how to do this. She's not an intellectual because she has an OnlyFans. Mm. Why are you so pressed about the women in particular? Cool, like, talk to whoever, your communities and stuff like that. If that's something internally that you really feel strongly against, mm. cool. 
But why are you out here really actively dehumanizing sex workers mm. on OnlyFans because you've seen that they've made money? Yeah. And you've seen that it's going directly to them. Yeah. When women for a very long time have been paid well, pittances. Exactly. Yeah. Women, and also it's really interesting to see that a lot of this is going towards women. Mm. There are male creators on OnlyFans too. They don't get as much. Yo, I was even seeing a post, right? Comparison between two posts um, that someone posted on Instagram. Mm. The first was a male who had been bringing in around like five, six figures a month from OnlyFans, right? And he purchased a house. The amount of people underneath his comments that were leaving such lovely things like, good mm. for you, bro. Really happy for you. Look at how you've become, mm. become entrepreneurial, blah, 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 blah. You've not become entrepreneurial. A, a woman. <laughs> a woman. Yeah. Also bought a house. She was pulling in racks, like way more oh, than five figures. Make serious money Six figures, fans. even seven figures from OnlyFans. Yeah. Purchased a house. This is extremely degrading. Yeah. This is disgusting. Da, 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 da. I was just like, if you have this energy for OnlyFans and sex work in general, why is this same energy not doled out to men that engage in sex work? It's a tragedy. And again, it, I just think it comes back to this whole idea of women being agent sexual yeah. beings, right? Because for men engaging in sex work, it's kind of like, okay, it's a bit, you know, seedy, but yeah. you know, man is doing, he's enjoying, right? He's yeah. a man. So he's making money from the things that he enjoys. Mm. But for women, it's like, oh, it's just another hoe on the come up. Mm. 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 Yeah. I am utterly confused at it. <laughs> Um, it's so true. And I, I think what's one thing that people often like just erase when it comes to sex work mm. is there would not be any trade if there wasn't a market. This is the thing. It's pure e economics. People are consuming. People are consuming. So the more we hear, oh my gosh, OnlyFans and all these creators are the ones who are sinking society ship. No. It's the market. It's the market. It's the market. The Supply fact that the there is an audience for it, mm -hmm. that's where you should be putting your suspicion. That's where you should be put. Ask, why are you interested in looking at a woman's toes? Mm. Oh, These are questions it. we must ask. That's even. I'm not mad at her for bro, showing her toes because there's a market. Bro, that's even another thing. Most people assume that they're doing the most on OnlyFans. Some good sisters. OnlyFans <laughs> itself is not even a sex platform. This is it. It's a place where creators can share exclusive content behind a paywall that's it if people want to use it for sex that's i guess they're allowing it on their app right Brr. people get so upset that there is a supply forgetting that there is a demand a heavy, there's a reason why a girl can post a foot picture and buy a house next come week. on it's not because of her it's because of the people yeah the men and the women who subscribe to that this right so if you want to talk about the downfall it's the onus isn't on these creators because they are not cre they are not triggering something. They're not forcing anyone to come and watch them, right? They're doing it because they see there is a demand, right? Mm -hmm. So if there's anyone that should be dealt with, it's why do we demand that? Yeah. That's what we should be questioning. Why has society created a space for there to be that demand? Just yep. Yep. This of is course it. people are going to take the opportunity if it arises. Why is there the opportunity? That's the question we should ask. Not mm. only fans should be taken off the app store. Only fans should be, you know, hit with so many injunctions. No, it's about human beings. Why do we crave to see these mm. things? It's the same with the porn hub. Them um, trafficking 
young, young women, right, to perform sex acts or not um, filtering through their websites to yeah. see what is purely consent, consensual, and what has been uploaded there with weird kinks that are surround violence against women. I'm not kink shaming. This is the law. What I'm trying to say, <laughs> what I'm trying to say is, why is there a demand for that? Mm. That's the studies that we should be doing. Mm. And also, why are we not mad when... Why are we so mad when women profit off of yes. this? When the creators, when the agents of the body profit off of it more than people pimping out their bodies? Yes, literally. Yes, yes, people yes, be yes. mad at the the women walking on the side of the street for getting. They have pimps. What? Who's gonna arrest the this pimps? Is it. This. And oftentimes, no, because nowadays pimps aren't wearing lime green suits no, not. like you saw in strippers club or play. I can't even remember players club. Mm. People are wearing, sitting in C-suites and they're pimps. Oh, child. Oh, child. People have nice suits, living in nice house, houses, voting Republican and conservative. They're pimps. And who's going to deal with that? Who's going to deal with the fact that they're exploiting fear, that they're exploiting fetishes for, for young children and you women's better. bodies and people who don't even want to participate are being forced to participate. Why? Because there's a demand. That's it. Why are these perversions existing? It's mm-hmm. not because the, the supply is there. No one creates supply without demand. Mm-hmm. No mm-hmm. one says, oh, I'm going to create something out of nowhere, not knowing that there is a need. This is it. And hope that people come mm-hmm. and it become a cultural phenomenon. No, people go, how did we all find porn? We went looking. Porn didn't come and knock on my door. I looked for it. Wow. Wow. Why? Wow. And we need to look at why that is happening. And we can walk around in circles and say, oh, because the intrigue is there because you already see it and then you want to go and look for it again. But let's go just to the seed of the issue, which is the fact that within all of us, there is something that falls short. There is something that falls short to the ideals that we have about society. And we need to address that and realize that everybody else really is collateral damage, Mm. right? If if we're going to frame it that way, people are collateral damage in the fact that society is a bit messed up and yeah. it's a bit warped and we all need to take personal responsibility and personal it's, accountability it's, about our actions other people's accountability looks like you know what i'm just going to participate in this game make as much money from it as possible because other people want it why shouldn't i supply it and in fact i found that i am comfortable supplying it yeah. whilst similar to you personally i would not do it and i cannot sit here and say you know i'm completely fine with it because if my sister told me she was doing it i'll be big mad but i acknowledge that that is a very, it's a response in today's societal climate. That is a response that also surrounds agency, mm-hmm. right? But let's not act as though, like you said, people are less than, people are inhumane, people um, shouldn't be valued. Because one thing I despise to the core of me yeah. is when people refute the humanity of people who do things that they disagree with. Yeah, We should still advocate for the safety of sex workers. Absolutely. Whether you, whether you agree with their occupation or not, <laughs> they are human beings. They are human beings. You ha- you have to protect their humanity. I'm sorry, I don't even, nothing disqualifies I, you I, from safety. Bruh, I don't even know why we have gotten to a place where if you engage in certain things, all of a sudden your humanity is ooh, denied. Question, denied. Of course, I just good, don't get it. These bad things should happen to you. It's like that whole victim blaming thing, You were right? asking for you it. You were asking for it. 
Sick of it. Actually sick of it. Anyways, we've come to the end of today's episode. <laughs> we implore you to find a petition to sign. Mm-hmm. Uh, and send this to everyone, really. Everybody you know. Everyone you know. Everybody you know. Um, do you already know how to end this one? Yo, my chest. <laughs> well, we've popped off. We, yeah. You guys know we come on onto this place to rant, to talk. Yeah. And we want to hear from you. Yep. Be, be that third seat at the table. Yes. We want to hear from Pull up you. a chair. Pull up a chair. And let us know what you think down in the comments. We know we've said a lot, so feel free to go into as long of a paragraph as you need. Um, we won't take nonsense. I just, like she said, we're oh, from, we're from south the south side of the kingdom. South we won't side. take nonsense. And we won't take you talking nonsense to any of the sisters. That yes, are in this yes, either, yes, okay? yes, 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 yes. Um, so yeah, let's keep it respectful. You can respectfully disagree. That's the name of the game over here. But yeah, mm. tell us what you think down in the comments here on YouTube. If you are listening on Apple, Spotify, or anywhere, you can listen to podcasts. You can head over to YouTube or hit us up on the Instagram and join the community and engage in the conversation by adding us at to my sisterhood. And of course, you can come and say hi to us personally on our pages. Come and see what we get up to in our day-to-day lives. That's right. The lovely Renee Kapuku and at CD Boating. I almost forgot my handle. (laughs) I almost forgot it. I'm that pressed. (laughs) At CD Boating (laughs) at Renee Kapuku. And of course, you can join the conversation on Twitter. It's been popping off recently, so I suggest you we love to see it. Come on over there and follow us at to my sisterhood too. And of course, join our weekly mailing list. We've got some treats, we've got some goodies, and we've got some great conversation, as well as some bits and pieces to get you thinking about this week's episode on sex work only found sexual agency and shame mm. so make sure you join the mailing list by going to our website www.tomysisters.com and sign up Whew. well i hope that you know that really uh changed some gears <laughs> got you thinking got you thinking got the wheels thinking, turning the wheels turning the cars <laughs> We're well oiled. Yeah. Um, and we'll be back before you know it. But in our absence, we wish you a fantastic week ahead. And of course, keep glowing and growing. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello HelloFresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.